Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Lost Teams podcast. I am your co-host Anthony Cherdelli, and here with me, as usual, is my fellow co-host Andrew Lennox. Andrew, how you doing? I'm doing well, Anthony. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Same old, same old. Um, hoping to get vaccinated soon, but uh, no word on when that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard anything myself. I'm really hoping that we can get on with our lives soon. Yes, absolutely. Well, uh, like we want to get on with our lives, we'll get on with this episode. Um, Perfect. Great segue. <laughs> that's why they don't pay me any money at all. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> no, that was good. Uh, impressive. I liked it. Thank you. So um, today we're going to talk a little baseball. I'm going to present to you a uh, an old-timey baseball team. And uh, judging from our episode numbers, everybody's groaning right now. Our small audience apparently doesn't like baseball. But I promise you this team is interesting. This team is uh, from a very unique area and has some very interesting history to it. So uh, today I'm going to tell you about the Leadville Blues from Andrew's semi-home state of, Le- of uh, Colorado. Yep, I spent some of my childhood in Colorado. I'm not born there, but yeah, definitely grew up there for a few years. So, Andrew yeah. will be our uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce slash Tourism Director of Colorado for this episode. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I haven't been to Leadville, but um, yeah, I'll do my best. I don't think many people have, judging from the research that I did. It doesn't seem okay. like a very, uh, it seems like a pretty remote place. Sure. Um, but my references are uh, from, I, I got a lot of information from baseballreference.com. Mm-hmm. I got uh, information from an Aspen Times article by Ed Quillen from 2007. Uh, some information from citydata.com, uh, the Leadville Sports Hall, and shadowballexpress.wordpress.com, which looks like it's an excerpt from a book. All that stuff gave me some information. So let's get into it. Perfect. So, uh, the Leadville Blues were a minor league baseball team that played sporadically in the late 1800s. They mm-hmm. played in the Western League in 1882 and 1886, and in the Colorado State League in 1889, 1896, and then 1898 and 1899. So right at the turn of the century. And like I said, I know what you're thinking. Why are we covering another team from the late 1800s? Well, it's our show, and late 1800s baseball is funny, as you'll find It out. really is. There's it some- is. Amazing nicknames and amazing just plain names in general. Weird stories and feats of athleticism from guys who probably trained by lifting barrels of oil and drinking whiskey. Then everyone was under 5'8". Yes, except for one guy in this who, <laughs> who is, I'm going to tell you about. Uh, so, Leadville, Colorado is a town in Lake County, Colorado. Right Today, its population, or as of 2018, its population was estimated at 2,762 people. It is nestled in the Rocky Mountains in the center west part of Colorado. According to Google Maps, it's about a two-hour drive from Coors Field in Denver to Leadville. It's small now, but at the time, it was really big. It was the second most populous place in Colorado behind Denver because it was a big mining town. So mm-hmm. in the 18, late 1800s, there was a gold rush and, and silver. There was a lot of metals being mined there, which I'll get into, but that made Right. a popular place and a very uh, relatively wealthy one. Hmm. So, uh, also more interesting than that, it's the second highest town by elevation in the United States. It is way, way up there in terms of feet above sea level. 
I'm glad I never went there. I'd probably get altitude sickness. Yeah. Throw up everywhere. I think most opposing teams probably did get altitude sickness. It is at 10,152 feet above sea level, which is tied with North Leadville, which I don't know. I guess it's another part of Leadville if we're splitting hairs or a separate town. They had a maybe. different, they had another borough or what? Different zip code, I guess. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, they are tied for second highest town in elevation behind Alma, Colorado. They're just 201 feet lower than Alma, which is a town of 275 people. Wow, uh, I've never heard of Alma. It's not far away from Leadville, apparently. Huh. Just for sports references, though, uh, like you might have heard, people called the, the stadium in Denver, they call Denver the Mile High City, and they call right. uh, they, they used to call it Mile High Stadium, right? That's where the Broncos played? That's correct. That's where the Broncos played. Um, one of the loudest stadiums I've ever been to. No question. <laughs> well, the my place used to shake. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, just for reference, Mile High Stadium is at an uh, uh, elevation of 5,690 feet. So Leadville's mm-hmm. almost twice that. Damn. Yeah. So high. So uh, people give give uh, the Rockies crap for hitting so many home runs because they've got thin air. Imagine the bombs Juice. that were hit in Leadville, Colorado back in the day. Juice balls. Juice balls, juice people, miners who were playing baseball in their free time and drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably some pretty rugged guys. Oh, I'm sure. Leadville also, you might have heard of Leadville if you read the book Born to Run. Uh, it is a place where they hold the Leadville Trail 100, which is a 100-mile ultra marathon, which is insane at sea level. Totally insane in the mountains. Yeah, I don't... Do you have any... Inf- I actually know someone who participated in that event um it's i did at the time i didn't the person i knew i didn't do much research on the event but um i wonder it's there's had to have people die doing doing that oh i, that. I bet there have i mean is who could run 100 miles period like that person must have been a machine yes <laughs> <laughs> yes they were they were actually a machine so more on the blues themselves they were nicknamed and I'm going to get my old-time baseball newsreel voice on here. The Carbonate Base Ballasts. Um, the what? The Carbonate Base Ballasts. The hell's that? Uh, it's an old-timey name. So Carbonate is the term for, I think, where you mine silver out of yeah. uh, and lead. So that's they were big silver and lead miners up there. And then base for baseball. I don't know what ballasts, where that came from. Must be another lot of mining term or something. Hmm. Uh, I can't imagine... Can you imagine the altitude Ugh. getting black lung mining and then smoking <laughs> cigarettes nonstop? Well, baseball is probably the easiest thing they did. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, actually, turns out not very many of the players were actually from Leadville. Mm-hmm. They were basically, many of them were mercenaries that the town hired and paid to, uh, this is according to the, the Aspen Times, the town hired and paid these players to come play in Leadville to bring more attention to the town and, and attention away from the mining stock scandals that were happening in Leadville at the time. Uh, like I said, they mined silver, gold, zinc, lead, and copper. And it mm-hmm. sounds like the town was very wealthy, but there was some swindling going on. I didn't mm-hmm. look into the scandals because I'm sure it was incredibly boring. Always a scandal. Yeah. I mean, mining back in the Wild West is literally what they were doing. That's that's probably pretty, pretty intense. Probably lots of yeah. cheap stuff going on. But uh, 
to be honest, they were they were a pretty stacked team. Uh, one of their best players was named Dave Foots or Fouts, F-O-U-T-Z. He played and managed for 13 years after he played for the Leadville Blues in Brooklyn and St. Louis. Man. He had the third highest winning percentage at 690 in Major League history. Uh, according to Wikipedia, he was called Scissors because he was 6'2". Guess Damn. how much he weighed? Uh, 120, probably. 161 pounds. <laughs> 120 wouldn't be alive at that just, height. Just for reference, yeah, they'd be, they would not be alive. Just for reference, I'm 6'2", 250, not a big deal. Yeah, just crushing weights, I guess, huh? Yeah, crushing, uh, crushing hamburgers. Doing much. curls and ham- eating hamburgers. Curling hamburgers and beers. <laughs> uh, what a combo! <laughs> so, Foots Fouts Foots is known for uh, a doing an unassisted pickoff. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read this in my old timey baseball newsreel voice. Hold on a second. Okay. <clears throat> During Sunday's game between the St. Louis and Louisville, and in the presence of 6,000 persons, Foots played the sharpest trick ever seen on the ball field. Browning was on first and Kearns on second. With no one out, Pete played far off the base while Comiskey took a stand back into right field. Pete had his back turned towards second base and was keeping an eye on the movements of Comiskey while he eagerly pranced back and forth to show the crowd that he was not afraid to steal off a bag. Foots pretended not to watch Browning, but suddenly Bushong signaled and Foots dashed over toward first base with the ball in hand, touching Browning before la- the latter knew what had happened. Such a play was never before seen, and spectators howled with delight. Pete was mighty mad, and in as his faculty for being caught napping, the play was doubly embarrassing. The Sporting News, September 13th, 1886. That's some <laughs> journalism right there. That was very confusing. Uh, in case that made no sense, basically uh, the um, second baseman, or the the, the First baseman uh, signaled to the pitcher when the guy standing at first base was too far to get back, and the pitcher just ran and beat him to first. Gotcha. So pretty it's unimpressive. A huge event. Such a such a very complicated explanation for something I was able to do in ten seconds. Yeah, that would have been ESPN back then. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a, <laughs> I mean, you'd get kicked off the team. You'd be you'd probably be demoted to the to the minors if you did that in in Major League Baseball these days. Right, uh, but and that didn't matter. the The Blues were very, very good. Uh, on top of, and actually, that didn't happen for the Blues. That happened at some other point when he was playing for the Blues in 1882. They were pretty good. They beat the Denver Browns 30 to five. Damn. They beat the Colorado Springs Reds eight to one, and took five of six games from the second best team in Colorado, the Longmount Utes. The lo- what? Longmount? The oh, Long- Longmont. Longmont. Yeah, Longmont. Yeah, Sorry. We got to re-record that. You said Longmont. It's spelled Longmont. I just said Longmont for some reason. Okay. I was thinking like a mountain town. No, Longmont. Anything uh, interesting about the city of Longmont? I don't know much about Longmont. It's I believe it's on the way to when you go to it's Fort Collins, Colorado, where Colorado State University is. I think it's in between. There in Denver, if I'm correct on that. Got it. But the only thing yeah, you need to I know don't about even know Longmont, if I've been to Longmont. Only no, thing I don't, know, I've never been there. Only thing you need to know about it, don't call it Longmount. Yeah, it's not Longmount. Longmount, don't call Longmont, don't call it Longmount Utes. Um, yeah. So after they beat the Reds, the Colorado Springs Reds, <laughs> a Colorado Springs newspaper wrote, 
I'll uh, I'll say in my newsreel voice. Ladvillians gave the boys from the aesthetic city such a drubbing that they will never forget it as long as they're in existence. Um, you could be on the radio back then. Yeah, maybe I just find my time machine and get uh, maybe get paid a little more than this, but we don't get paid anything <laughs> for this. So, <laughs> one cent. Anybody? Any sponsors want to give us a cent to read about uh, um, ball hair trimmers or something? Yeah, that'd be <laughs> ball hair trimmers. Oh boy, the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> I had to um, read ads for that stuff when I used to do a podcast for the Ducks. I literally had to read ads about like trimming your nut hair. And there was like, oh. give personal story about personal experience. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Really? They were asking for <laughs> yeah, that? That's yeah. ridiculous. The copy, the copy was like, talks about lawnmower, whatever, from whatever Harry's or whatever company it was. And it says, hosts give personal story about male grooming. And I was like, I no thanks. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious but anyway uh they also beat buena vista colorado 42 to 1 so uh pretty pretty that's a quite a road trip yeah yeah buena vista that's quite the road trip buena vista is the other side of the state uh back then they probably had to ford a couple rivers and take a covered wagon too not an easy they trip. took the arkansas river down there on, <laughs> yeah they by, down. by canoes Yep, and they never made it back. That was the end. So that's the end of the Lead Bull. No, just kidding. Um, so they didn't stay in Colorado. They played uh, in Nebraska, where they beat most of the teams they played until losing three straight games to the Council Bluffs to a team from Council Bluffs, Iowa, who had also done what they did: uh, import players from Major League Baseball teams to basically try to beat everyone in their local area. So definitely except, been to Council Bluffs. I have not. What is it, Council Bluffs like? I think it's connected. Man, my geography is so off right now from in the Midwest and in Colorado. But I think Council Bluffs might be on the Iowa-Nebraska border. That makes sense. It sounds yeah. like they went on like a road trip down there. So the Leadville Blues went 34-8-1 that year and were successful, except for against the Council Bluffs-Iowa team. Uh they, as you can imagine, played through some pretty horrific conditions, including snow and icy winds. We, before oh. the show, talked a little bit about temperatures. Is, so, there, is there anything worse than playing baseball when it's cold? Oh, it and, sucks. Yeah. Like, like the bat vibrates and hurts your hand, and you oh. catch the ball in your glove and it hurts your hand. Pretty much the worst thing for your hands possible. Yeah. And uh, you have to sit on in the dugout, and it's just freezing. Yeah. It's the it's miserable. It's, and the game takes like three hours. <laughs> it's amazing that anybody plays baseball in a state that has winter, period. <laughs> right. But a lot of good players come out of cold states, which is cool. Yep. Uh, but Leadville, Colorado, like we said, uh, is one of the coldest average places in America, uh, mm-hmm. in the lower 48 states, the lowest average annual temperature. Uh Leadville, Colorado's average annual temperature is 34.2 degrees Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. which is okay. freaking cold, just barely above the freezing mark. Yeah. They, they are just a couple, about six degrees above Mount Washington, New Hampshire, which mm. has an average annual temperature of 27.4. But the difference between those is Leadville is actually a town and Mount Washington, New Hampshire is just the top of a mountain. Yeah. Let me, who's number one? Let me, can I guess? That's Mount Washington, New Hampshire. Oh, it is? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I was going to guess International Falls, Minnesota. That's not on the list, but I'm uh, I probably I'm probably not reading this correctly. We'll we'll look. It over gets it again. damn cold there. Uh, oh. 
that might be one of the lowest all-time temperatures. Anyway, yeah. uh, back to the Leadville Blues. Mm-hmm. So getting into a little bit of what the Leadville, what Leadville Blues did and why they were so good, they basically hired all these mercenaries who were traveling around the country and would play in Major League Baseball on Major League Baseball teams. Uh, they had Jake Nodal, who was a catcher, Dick Phelan, second base. Ju- Dick Phelan. Dick Phelan. Wow, I didn't even notice that. Dick <laughs> Phelan. Joe Tamalti at shortstop and Art Hall and Gomer Price in the outfield. They were all major league Gomer? baseball veterans. Gomer Price. Wow. Was <laughs> yeah. that, I, that was sounds probably a common name back then. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, they were all major league veterans. One newspaper uh, called the da- Leadville Daily Herald wrote, uh, Leadville has got the baseball fever so bad at present that one of the nine cannot catch a baby falling out of a second story window without yelling judgment, which must have been an old timey way for us to say like, I got it or you're out or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but apparently lots of babies falling out of second story windows in Leadville, Colorado. I guess. Uh, it basically sounded like they took a local baseball team and did the equivalent of paying like Albert Pujols and Mike Trout and Clayton Kershaw, just a ton of money to come play in their town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, just crush all the adult league teams. What, like five bucks a day? Probably. They probably made like $1 more than they made in the mines. Bottle of Jack Daniels? Bottle of Jack Daniels or cocaine, Coca-Cola? No. (laughs) (laughs) Coca-Cola used to have cocaine in it. Really? Yeah, way back in the day. That's a true story. I missed that. Uh, in later seasons, they weren't quite so successful, and they had a much worse reputation. This uh, excerpt I'm about to read was apparently from a game in 1897, where they played a a, a team from a like a local military outpost in Utah. Mm-hmm. It says the Browns would soon face the Leadville Blues in a three-game series at the Fort Douglas grounds to determine who was the best between them. The Blues always brought the same attitude to the field: win or start a riot, then claim victory. The Browns would win two really? or three games, one of them by forfeit of the last game, which ended up in a tie score of 13 to 13 uh, and ended uh, because of a riot in the 10th inning with Leadville walking off the field. Leadville left town claiming they were victorious and staked a claim of being champions of both the state of Colorado and Utah. So that is the Leadville Blues. What a unique history. Actually, living in Colorado. When I was younger, I did not know much about this, uh, this historic baseball, baseball team league. of the 1890s. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't blame you. They probably didn't teach that in school. No, no history lessons on that. Uh, well, well, you, go ahead. No, I, yeah, no, it was fun to uh, learn a little bit more about Colorado history, though, for sure. Yep. You can find us on our social media. You can find me at Twitter at D-E-L-L-I-T-W-E-E-T-S. That's Delhi Tweets. And at Instagram at The Media Deli. I won't spell that for you. Delhi spelled the same way as Twitter. Andrew, where can they find you? They can find me at A-W-L-E-N, spelled L-E-N-N. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, that'll do it for this episode. We'll see you next week. Next, bleh, next week. <laughs> Take care, everyone. <laughs>